Hello and welcome to this episode of Good Listeners, a podcast hosted by two kind-hearted, generous, emotionally available sweeties who are always there to listen if you need them. We're friends, roommates, and rivals, and we talk about music whether the mics are on or not. I'm your first sweetie, Randy, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, it's Clay. Welcome to the show, Clay. Hey, hi, hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I felt like I couldn't hear myself for a second. But, no, I think it's fine, actually. It's just my headphones. Um, Great. <laughs> all right. Um, Great start. All right, yeah, we got to get, we got to course correct here. Um, <laughs> we're, we should not digress any longer. We've got a very special episode Yeah. Uh, today, because we are joined by our first in-person guest, yep. our friend Ren. Hi, hello. Yeah, welcome to the show, Ren. We're welcome very excited to, the show. to have I'm you. I'm very excited. Thank you guys for having me. Um, quick shout out to a friend of the podcast, Travis, for bullying Clay and Randy to let me come on here. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, we've been wanting to do this for a while, but you know... Yeah, if anything, it was my idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm very happy to be here either way. Yeah, we finally... Got through the the all the logistics that had to go into planning this, and um, which I I feel I I just want to clarify the logistics were uh, Clay texting Ren. That was the logistics <laughs> that we needed to get through. Logistics was a DM on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these which things, can be tough. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, we all we're all out here. We're dealing with social anxiety. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that you were socially anxious, yeah. even. Not even. Not that I don't have a good, you know, the standard amount of social anxiety, but it's really yeah. just like um, incompetence or like, um, yeah, gross negligence. Gl- gross negligence. That's the word. That's yeah. the word. That's you know, two of my favorite words. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited, and I think this is, uh, you know, a stepping stone to a really a new era of the show. Yep. Um, guest we, every week. Guest. A lot of the time, more more <laughs> than we have been doing, at least at least every now and then. Um, so yeah, and we prepared for this a lot, for sure. Brandy, do you have the interview questions? They're all oh boy. they're all <laughs> queued up. Famous, with my two hundred followers on Twitter. Yeah, well, you know, I feel I feel like we we actually didn't didn't give you a proper intro. You're of course friend of the show. Also, I mean, general local uh person about town organizer extraordinaire uh you know labor movement stalwart i feel like uh on, on like honestly uh yeah and correct me if i'm wrong but also listener of music yes yes <laughs> that's maybe more relevant to the show is that you do listen to music i will listen to a a single music yeah so you do like music. So I that's the because well, that was actually the first question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I do very much like music. Um, I grew up uh, I grew up with a uh, very hipster father who had a radio show on um, it's blanking. I think it was WFME. Maybe. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. Yeah. I definitely uh, know WFME. Local. Yeah. Local radio station. He had a 
at the at the at the height of his radio fame he had a um six hour radio show in the middle of the night where he basically got to play whatever he wanted wow and he used to take me every so often to the studio um but at that time i was about six years old so the only thing i would ask him to play was the tarzan soundtrack and he would play it and he would play it on repeat for me all night to the to the um the entire detriment of his of his listeners the entire soundtrack or just or were there's was there a specific song or specific songs um well there were specific songs um you'll be in my heart was my Mm, favorite of course yes so he would play that one first always and then he would tell me that we have to cycle through the rest of the songs because if you're on the radio you can't just play a song over and over again and I, I was like, six. oh, okay. So, so it would be like, you, but you were like, you'll, you'll be, be in, in my heart, heart. Do it again. And then like five other songs and then back to you'll be in yes. my heart. It, all Phil Collins though. All. Any, any trash in the camp? Did he ever play that on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. He did get in trouble though. He did get in trouble one time for playing Bare Naked Ladies on New Year's Eve because the radio station did not have the rights. Why? any to that particular Bare Naked Ladies song, I believe they only had like one week or something. Um, been, man, that's wow. To only have the rights to one week, it's a, it's a, that's a big blind spot. Yeah, it is. A big I mean, blind there's spot. so many other songs. Uh, the um, old apartment, you know that song. Old apartment, yeah. fantastic song. 100%. This is where we used to live. Oh yes. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, seminal Canadian rock band BNL. BNL. So that, but that's interesting. So is that like how you do you think that that shaped your music taste at all, or? Oh, absolutely. Like my parents' music taste. Um, I I basically listened to what my parents listened to up until like seventh or eighth grade um but they had a pretty wide range of taste i was you know i was in uh, sixth grade asking kids what their favorite steely dan album was did not make me super popular but Mm. (laughs) but i have a great foundation for for music and and to this day my dad still sends me stuff to listen to and and you know 90 percent of the time it's it's great stuff that i love uh the other 10 percent is a literal uh, like number station beeping that I don't understand. Um, he's very into like very experimental. Like, oh, okay, like, sure. Like sampling and things mm. like that. So, so yeah. So some some of it I just genuinely don't get, but most of it's uh, fantastic. And and my mom gave me a great foundation for pop. She's very into like Madonna, and mm. and New Kids on the Block and things like that. Um, and mm. she she buys me records now. Uh, she she recently just bought me the um, the big old oh, what's it um, louder than bombs uh, set on Ooh, vinyl yeah man European that is... too so you know that 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 <laughs> vinyl is thick Ooh, man yeah, yeah. that's that's cool yeah I'm jealous of the people who like are able to have that connection I love my parents it's not even about that but just like that's cool that you can relate on that I feel like and that you can exchange music because that especially like i love music so it's kind of like a difficult task to think of things i've been listening to that my parents would enjoy uh it's like what's what sort of like coffee shop musician can i recommend to my mom or like what um my my dad is just hopeless he only listens to james taylor (laughs) but he did he did uh he did get you started on a bit of the the dude's rock catalog that's true no my dad's he's a classic dad uh i I think he also loves um, steely dan he Um, steely dan is his favorite band so 
back when I like started playing guitar in middle school and I was getting into all the, I was like one of those classic rock kids that was like yeah. once you discover classic rock you're like yes. this is real music and <laughs> you just like, kind of oh, yeah. look down on the other kids uh-huh. uh, absolutely you yeah. got it well that that's the that's the quintessential the trait of being a classic rock kid is you have to look down on everybody else because you listen to old music yeah you got to be hitting up those YouTube comment sections <laughs> getting into arguments <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but and that, that that is cool. Um, yeah, Randy, any thoughts? Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, my dad definitely he bought me a uh, uh, like a, an FM radio boombox that I was using to listen to ninety six five as an elementary schooler. Um, it does that all the time. <laughs> it's very annoying. Yeah, no, she can't. She can't even hear it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, like, every like, time that happens, it goes like and we have to like push it and it. It stops our, recording. Our yeah. mixer. Our mixer. Love that. It goes haywire it, This is a DIY operation. Yeah. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. yeah. This is DIY punk happening right now. Yeah, punk ra- pirate radio right here. <laughs> yeah. We're um, telling you all the things they don't want you to hear. Yeah. They, they don't, they, yeah, they don't want you to know about Steely Dan. They don't uh, want you to know about Steely Dan, no. If anything, there's like a coordinated campaign going on right now. To, to and I'm all for it to like reinvigorate interest in stealing Dan. Am I? I'm not imagining this, right? No, this is true. <laughs> there very this. much is Steely. I've seen a lot of like Steely Dan like memes and like like yeah. actually Steely Dan's really good. I think it's like definitely on Twitter. I feel like a lot of and it's like a lot of like people you you might not expect. It's like um, popular like kind of like OnlyFans girl accounts and stuff well, are like tweeting about Steely Dan these days. I think it's, which I think is great. I think it, I. Hey, I'm all for it. I think it's connected to like the Sopranos thing somehow, or or at it's, least a, not sure. not actually connected, but there's at least a Venn diagram at least there. a similar there thing a where, for one thing, there's this loop of like the me like it just like if something is popular and cool people are, are into it, like it just becomes a whole thing, and there are Steely Dan memes and Sopranos memes, but also because the piece of work in question is so good, is like the Sopranos TV show, but in this case, Steely Dan's music. It it's it works because people like discover that and they're like, oh, actually, this is probably the greatest band of all time, uh, yeah. and because of that, it it just like uh, is very successful. I don't know. It's once you hear Deacon Blues for the first time, you're a different person. Yeah, you like it. Really, is one of those things that you just get back. Yeah, yeah. Once you start listening, really listening to Steely Dan, you become basically like Matthew McConaughey and True Detective. Yeah, like. it, it it instantly changes you. I yeah, it really that. does. They're sort of the um, <laughs> they're sort of the anti Eagles, I think. In that oh, the Eagles, so the Eagles, I think, are like they're one of those classic rock bands that's like they don't have a good album. You know, but they have okay, some. Yeah, they no, this, have, this is true. They have some hot singles, though. They really, yeah. They really do. They have some singles that go hard as fuck. But Steely Dan is the opposite, where you like hear a single and you're like, oh, okay, th- this is what Steely Dan sounds like, and then you listen to it, a whole Steely Dan album, and you're like, whoa, this is what Steely Dan sounds like. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with. That. I mean, they have some hot singles too. You gotta, no, you gotta true. give that's, it to them. That's true. Reeling um, in the years is. Reeling in the Reeling in the years is such great. They do well, not they anymore. Unfortunately, rest in peace, Walter Becker. Mm-hmm. But um, but they hated playing Reeling in the years. That was like their pop. That was like their like Nirvana's about a girl. Like they hated oh, yeah. playing yeah. it because it was so poppy. But they'd still do it every show. I, <laughs> I was so I was good, I was able to see no I was able to see them live and they oh, still played we're... Reeling in the Reeling in the years, and uh, and that was the whole crowd went insane. And it's like. 
they didn't do anything special with it. They literally like just mm-hmm. went through it. But yeah. like the joy. They're just doing it for the fans. They're like, doing it for they, the fans. They don't want to yeah. play that song, but they know people want to hear it, so they keep doing it. And yeah, I, I, I respect that, I yeah. guess. You know, uh, no, every... there, I mean, there is one thing that I like, I appreciate about The Killers, which, as you know, is a band that I don't love. You know, you really like The Killers a lot more than me, I think. Yeah, I think um, they're good. I think they, they're the modern eagles. Appreciate about How about them. that? That's the fair. Killers, That's fair. No, That's a hot take. No, no good album. Lots of great hit songs. Honestly? Well, I don't know that I would say a lot, but like a good amount of really a good hits. For sure. <laughs> a few, at least a few. But they no, the do, Killers are good. Brandon, Brandon Flowers has said like many times in interviews that he like loves playing uh, Mr. Brightside live. Because, really? Because he feels like uh, when he gets to connect with the audience because everyone in the audience always knows that song. And they're like screaming the lyrics back at him. Uh, that's got to that, be yeah. that gives him the energy to to play it, you know, for the rest of his life. That's got to be a cool feeling, right? Yeah, that has uh, to be. Especially when the song in question is Mr. Brightside. Yeah, can, you, can like, that really get old? Like, I don't know if that can get old. I feel like <laughs> I came out of the womb knowing Mr. Brightside. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've never seriously listened to the Killers, but I I could sing you Mr. Brightside right now. Yeah, my little sand disc mp3 player that i had for at a young age that was uh mr brightside over and over again i remember listening to that song and a yeah. few other killer songs it was i remember um, i remember that sandisk and i remember that was the song the only song that you had on there was it was just <laughs> that, that's mr. not true i had some muse <laughs> on there uh some yeah. system oh, of a down i, I was yeah. listening to that super massive uh, I, I remember like having to convince my mom to let me buy uh toxicity from the uh, the music store uh mm. because it was an explicit album but i i somehow you, you introduced me to that album actually. i somehow convinced her to, to let me listen to toxicity the yeah. album um good times is that the album that lonely day is on no i think that is a, a different is album oh, okay uh, i wasn't sure it's like hypnotism was, or something hypno i don't know i don't know the i name can't of the remember album. i'm, I'm um, very bad with system of the down but i yeah. did but that was the song that got me into system of the down and i did listen to toxicity after that yeah hey system of a down like once a year I'll, I'll get back that's one of those bands like from your childhood that you have like bands like that that you remember are good once a year and then you have a week where you only listen to that band yeah totally you do that mm-hmm Oh, I, oh, oh, absolutely. I do that. I had that recently with Bare Naked Ladies. Like we mentioned oh, earlier, I because I am a I am what I'm what the kids call a stan for the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, mm. Well, not anymore. I used to be uh, just because Steven left. So it's not, in my opinion, not as good. But um, but I do anything pre Steven leaving. Uh, I list I would listen to and I'm so familiar with. And I went back and listened to the like Gordon and Maroon and and Stunt and uh the Canadian again, that that Canadian rock, it, you can't beat it. It's so good, and I, I like never had a huge bare naked ladies thing, other than just knowing the big songs. But I do like. I think I might go through a little phase. Um, yeah, soon. I'm, I'm Honestly, feeling very swayed, like because you're talking about Steven. I don't. I don't think I know bare naked ladies like that. Um, Stephen and Page, now I'm wishing yeah. I did. No, oh, Stephen Page is like if you've ever heard Bernie Ladies have that that big like deep vocalist because they mm. have two vocalists. So okay. the the big deep vocalist is Stephen, and okay. then the other vocalist who has a bit of a higher pitch voices and does like the sillier songs is mm-hmm. Ed. And Ed's still in the band, but Stephen left. And Stephen was the one who wrote the very deep emotional songs like Break Your Heart, which mm. will have you like laying on your floor or staring into your shower drain or something. 
and like uh and he unfortunately left the band but he was a was a was in my opinion the heart of the band which is why a lot of fans fell off after that era um and why why the bare naked ladies like quote-unquote like golden age was was with steve in the band when you have albums like um maroon and uh 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 what was i think what was the other one gordon um and things like that um and things like that and they and you know they had the and like the classics too like he's the one who sings old apartment steve uh, steven is okay. um mm, okay but the um uh but ed like you know but ed sings like if i had a million dollars so it's like it's right. it's a very like even type thing but like the but once even you get to steven. like the deep emotional like like uh songs like that's mostly steven i highly recommend if you want to get um if you want to if you're interested in listening to more bare naked ladies listen to born on a pirate ship which is what um, I believe Old Apartment is on, um, but the rest of the songs are not very well known, but are in my opinion fantastic. There's a very uh, emotional song on there um, about uh, how this kid accidentally like kills his best friend by shooting him in the head with like a BB gun, um, huh. and and it's like and like you wouldn't expect that from bare naked ladies the people who do one week you know yeah, like yeah. you would like do that silly song to have such like a deep emotional like affecting song that like really gets like about things like that that are like so dark like it, it's very fascinating um, yeah now i'm actually i'm excited now uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're getting me like really amped you, you up you really I'm sold like, me on bnl I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna spend um, the next week listening to nothing but bare naked ladies the first let the first thing you be um listen to uh break your heart i like that like um that song is about how you don't want to break up because i've definitely been in this situation before i don't know about either of you but mm -hmm. it's where you kind of you want to break up with somebody you were checked out of the relationship mm. but like you don't mm. have the nerve to break up with them yet oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and so it's like a whole song about like i just don't want to break your heart and the song ends with uh from the perspective of the person like he's breaking up with and it's mm. like you basically you wasted my time like you wasted my time yeah. trying to be in this relationship that you weren't invested in the first and it's just oh it's such like a heartbreaking like a heart-wrenching thing and like most of the people i know have been in a similar situation which is why it's so affecting and there's this really great moment um in the song where um where steven's getting to like the top of his range and it's like right at the climax of the song where he sings this line and his voice just breaks and it's like it breaks in such a way where it sounds like he's about to cry and so you're just like oh you're like you're like i've been there a bunch of people i know have been there like oh it's hard to like you just feel it like it's one like i said it's one of those songs you you stand in the shower and just stare down the drain at while you listen to it <laughs> with your shower beer yeah 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 no i've i hey i've been there yeah um no, that sounds that sounds incredible. good. Incredible. Yeah, I'm excited because like, I was already thinking about doing a, a BNL thing just because. Uh, you I, were well, just because y y I like these '90s rock bands, and I, that's you know, true. Uh, You've been all in on the Counting Crows. I'm, as a, we know. I'm, a, I'm a big Counting Crows fan. Right after the like, the day after you DM'd me about coming on the podcast, I heard a Counting Crows song in public, and so it was like it was like seeing angel numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, I love the Counting Crows, uh, but like, the like a thing about '90s rock bands in general. I, I miss like 
these gruff sort of voices like i really yeah. like that guy steven's voice that you're talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i feel like that's something you don't get a lot anymore with rock ba- especially popular rock bands yeah. where they have these like sort of gruff voices uh, and like kind of unique uh like vocal styles like that's really why i like counting crows and, and why i was jamming out to yeah. some bnl the other week and now like the default is like Matt Healy, like 1975 voice. Where... I don't know if that's the default. He has a pretty unique voice. He has a unique voice, but I just feel like you don't want you want it to be like very clean. I, I guess. Um, yeah, the produ- production style these days is very slick and clean. But I think Matt Healy, like not everybody is going like chocolate. Well, no, not <laughs> that's not every. I'm not even. Out you there. you picked like the most distinctive song from their <laughs> their first album. I feel like at this point, like he's very like very oh yeah well as you know i don't fuck with the recent well that is what i'm talking about the hugely popular stuff uh, that i love um (laughs) to be clear but (laughs) uh i i just feel like you you got a lot of uh milk toast voices yeah (laughs) (laughs) i would no i i i I see what you're saying yeah no in the 90s there were a lot of unique vocalists from uh i mean smashing pumpkins and like yeah uh i mean hey you know and by the way, we mentioned Nirvana's kind of pop era and and also unique vocalist. You know, shout out to 25th anniversary of Nirvana in the past week. Or never mind, I mean by Nirvana. Right. Oh, wow. That album's sure, 25th sure. anniversary was this past week. Yeah. Um, Ooh, yeah. So shout out to that album. What wow, a, yeah. What only, a only 25, though. It feels older. I don't yeah. know why. We're it the kinda, same age. Kinda, yeah. I actually agree with you. <laughs> it does feel older. It Wait, like no it's way. Older. It's That album was like 1991, wasn't it? Um, Never is mind. It 30? Is, is it 30? 30? It might be 30 years. It's it gotta, might be 30. It's gotta be I know 30. that its anniversary was this past week, but maybe it was 30. I'm 25. In that album... It's 30. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh-huh. It's 30. You're, it's 30. Yeah. yeah, just 30. Uh, I'll bleep that out. Say how old I was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, how embarrassing. I lose all credibility talking about 90s bands. Um, Yeah, everybody out there is like, no wonder he Uh, likes Matt Healy. Blues Traveler, you know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Meatloaf. Sugar Ray. Oh, don't get me started Uh, on Meatloaf. Yeah, hey, Bad Out of Hell. You play Bad Out of Hell, I will levitate (laughs) off the ground. Yeah. I just feel like, like I don't know, what are the big rock bands nowadays? I, I guess you have rock like... Rob Zombie. Yeah, or one of the Rob biggest Zombie rock big bands right of nowadays. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then, no, I was still listing 90s things. <laughs> oh, but. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know if uh, Rob Zombie's big right sorry. now. I needed to catch up with the times. You know, what what big rock bands right now, yeah, it's like Imagine Dragons. Yeah, um, it's like it's heavily auto-tuned was really what I'm trying to say. Not yeah. that I'm, I'm not trying to be one of those... We're like anti auto tune people, but you know, like it's not um, even always. It's not auto, but it's just like it's so it's clean. Like, yeah, it, you gotta it's have sterile. some some yeah. like um, something else to it. That's what. That's all I think. I'm excited to get into BNL though. Um, <laughs> I did not come on here with the intention of starting a, of starting like a whole BNL, no, hey, BNL no. arc, but I'm really glad that I did. Yeah, yeah, the whole the whole podcast is gonna. We're only gonna talk about BNL for the next two or three weeks. <laughs> this, is, this is the man new burning. Yeah, we're gonna podcast. we're just gonna be listening to yeah. BNL. That'll be funny. Um, but no, I mean, in case it wasn't clear, we were lying about the having interview questions prepared. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Randy. Um, no, I mean, this is, hey, this is pod naked casties now, and <laughs> this is what we do. Um, we probably should, I mean, did you, so did we communicate with Ren at all about listening to, uh, 
the record we were going to talk about? Yeah, I was going to just save that for a little bit at the end, and okay, we can okay. talk about it more in the future. Um, but, I mean, did you get a chance to listen to that record did, at all? I did listen to it okay. at work. And can you guys please say the name of the artist real quick? Because uh, I have never heard it out loud. It is the, the new uh, collaborative project between Sufjan Stevens and Angelo De Augustine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I am I am so glad I did not come on this podcast and be like, did you guys listen to the new Sufjan Stevens hey. album? Because <laughs> hey. I was I've hey. never heard the name said out you, loud. You wouldn't be the first. It's okay. I, I figured though um, a little bit more before we really dig into that. Okay. Uh, but I mean, did you want to just get into it? Well, no. I was thinking maybe we could take a short break before we get into it, but um, uh, we could chat a little more. Uh, you're you're telling me that you want to take a little break right now. Yes, I think so. Uh, okay. And we're back. Hey. We're back. We're back. Um, oh, man. I don't remember what we were talking about. Um, you got another vodka soda there? Uh, gin. Oh, we're at, we are gin, out of vodka. Gin soda, gin yeah. soda. Right, right, right. We are out we're of out of vodka. Um, yeah, more vodka. But yeah, welcome back to the, the show. Um I guess uh, I was kind of taking the reins before the break. Um, sure. I was just thinking that since, like, um, you know, we talk about new music on the show, mm-hmm. as we were going to do on this episode, this one is no different. Um, yeah, this is a show where we talk about music. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Yeah. Rin, um, do you, like, follow new music? Is that something you do a lot or I, just, like... I try to follow new music. Um, I'm, I've am i been pretty bad about it lately. Like, the only really new thing I've listened to is uh, Montero. Okay. Who hasn't listened to Montero. Have uh, you listened to Montero, Randy? You have not listened, listened to Montero. Montero. We do a music podcast. It's been out for, like, three weeks or something now. And you still haven't listened to it? Yeah, I don't know what happened with the... I don't know what happened with the devil. I don't know what happened with the being pregnant. This is I like don't know a year where the, you this just is so did you much. have something. There's so much. I don't know what it with the um with the shoes. There were shoes at some point. You got to educate. Shoes at some point. You got to yes. educate yourself, my friend. I don't know if the devil was the shoes or the, the devil, devil was part of the in shoes. a way. In a way. <laughs> yes, in a way. Yes. In okay. a way. I mean, so I feel like I get it then. No, <laughs> you. I mean, you've had this. Is you're talking about just basically all year you you like nothing I just a little not sex you just don't i just can't i just can't do it it's not what? that i've got <laughs> no it's not little little non sex is not the problem it's just, i have a complex uh, <laughs> where <laughs> just anytime anything is like popping off like that i just sort of ignore it it's just like off my radar does Man, that make sense that like makes sense when, when something's mean, like really popping off on the internet i just sort of like i just keep scrolling you know that what makes i mean sense. It annoys me. <laughs> I think that that annoys me about you. Um, Fair but enough. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I think that's you're right. I think you're right. I just well, the thing but about it's also true. The thing about Lil Nas Sex is like Lil Nas Sex is one of the few like situations where it's like this person is massively popular, and I think he deserves it. Like, cause I I just think I he's, do think he's, he's really so delightful. Funny. I think he's I think very he's funny. so funny and so good at like making people mad about very stupid things it's just like fun to follow and also like i'm interested in what you think i think montero is a good album like i think there's some fun songs on these good oh good absolutely pop music yeah no for sure like um uh 
uh, dollar dollar sign slime with Megan the Stallion was a huge was a huge standout for me just because they're both very much upcoming artists. Yeah, and she kills it on that. Oh, Ooh. she kills she her yeah. verse. Well, she kills on everything. Yeah. I I am such a Megan the Stallion stan that I will I will uh, sing her praises for anything she does. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a very very good verse. It's a it's a pretty decent song. I was a little when I first listened to it, I was a little underwhelmed, but it very much grew it grew on me what's it growed um it grew on me and uh yeah no i like overall i felt the album was very good there were a few points in it where there were kind of lulls for me and i uh yeah. and like i just kind of i was like okay like i kind of get wait where, where he's going what he's doing here like but overall like i was very impressed um i was i was almost hoping for him to put another old town road remix on there just as like a meme i mean that that would be funny (laughs) that That would would be pretty funny (laughs) yeah but because there were just so many old town road remixes because that song had such a stranglehold on our society yeah Yeah, i mean if drake can put hotline bling on views then then little nas x can put uh, Old Town Road on Montero. He can, but yeah. I mean, for one thing, he put it on like the the EP, his like debut EP. Yeah. It was on there. Which I did listen and, to that, and it was like a while after that song had been out. Yeah. Um, but I I agree that I like not every song on Montero hits, but it's got some, like it's one of those albums where you really only need the big songs, and they're all like really good, good features. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the Jack Harlow feature on Industry I like Baby. It, yeah. I really, really liked it. And that was the first time I'd ever heard Jack Harlow. I gotta I'm say, gonna, I'm going to check out his stuff now. Randy knows this. I'm on the Jack train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're jacking it's, it. It's not, the, <laughs> it's, not, it's not the kind of thing that I think you're into, Randy. But yeah. um, I, it's, I think it's. That, ju- yeah, and no. Like I'm not here to shit I'm not, talk, I'm not trying know? to paint you as some <laughs> grumpus. It's, it's just not my thing. Even though you are. But well, I'm not okay. trying to paint you that way. <laughs> Um, but I think that Jack, <laughs> you, you let me do that myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I, it, it would be overkill if I, I tried to add on to it at all. Um, no, I can be a villain all on my own. Um, but no, no Jack Harlow. I, I just think he's another one of those guys who's really fun. Um, yeah. Even though his music, you know, his music, you know, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's good. Uh, what, what more can you ask other than for it to all be good? That's a little unreasonable. Um, well, but some people do it. What I, what I wanted to say about Low and Sex is I think that Old Town Road was such a huge thing. It'd be so like so many artists come and go, and they just have the one big hit. And like Old Town mm-hmm. Road was a huge hit, and it feels like Massive. that's like even though that was pretty recently, that's just like in his past now. He's moved on because he's just constantly doing he did, shit. He did like, take a while to get this album out. This is his first album, right? Yeah, uh, but he had the, he while. had the EP. Then call me that that's been a single. Call me by your name for a while now. It feels yeah. like probably I mean, only he, a few months. He does but. seem to be like he's an expert uh, at yeah, just kind of like playing the audience. Yeah, you so he's I mean? he, he's yeah. good at like like because uh, he 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 and I don't. This is gonna sound pejorative. I don't mean it in a negative way at all. But he like go. he really he like milks the shit out of everything he's done so far like as like with old town road and also the ep and also call me by your name like mm-hmm. he got a lot of mileage out of all of those yeah which is that i don't mean that in a pejorative way i think that it's like kind of brilliant yeah it's well like i think that's why watch it's yeah. it's like oh i sometimes i forget that he's the old town road guy yeah because he just like so many other things have happened where people were talking about him all the time. And before uh, that, he was, I think it's great. he was, you know, he was an internet meme guy. Yeah. Right? And he still like, is. Yeah. Um, 
you know. But yeah, uh, Montero, hey, check it out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, he. I would definitely say he's an expert at marketing himself because I don't. And I don't know if this is a hot take, but I don't think you know Montero was a was is is a very good album. I don't think it's anything that would be you know like for the history books um um in terms of like like classic albums that we think of but like he's so good at marketing himself that it was i've i'm still hearing about uh montero and i've almost stopped hearing about donda yeah hey yeah. it's true it's true yeah. donda is a flash in the pan yeah yeah um you know that album was good though but no, donda was great. no i did i did enjoy donda yes <laughs> I um, also didn't listen to it. Yeah, still, <laughs> you suck. You suck. <laughs> right, so hard, so hard to do this podcast. This is you the hip hop corner. Refuse for to yeah. to listen yeah. to yeah. new no, that's, music. That's great. Uh, <laughs> Talk about it all you want. All um, just kidding. You don't suck. Um, you're great. Uh, Thank you. But yeah, Montero, good. Uh, so, is there anything else like just from this year that has really stuck out to you that you're like? Um, from this year let me let me let me do it let me do an old a little search through my my spotify likes um because i have the i have a very bad habit of um getting into things that uh that were popular years and years and years ago oh yeah um, late. That, that's fine too if you want to talk about that well, well this year um well i do want to bring up uh bc boys actually came out with an album a hardcore album this year this year yeah um i hold on let me find it it's um i believe it's called aglio e olio um but let me double check um but yeah no it's it is a hardcore punk album that i they they uh, recorded a while back and just never released and now they're yeah aglio e olio um that came out this um year officially for record store day um, oh, okay. Yeah, and I believe they originally Spotify is saying they originally recorded it back in 1995, but it's um it's a straight like hardcore punk album. Wow. Really fantastic. I highly re- recommend the song Believe Me off of that album. Um and it was just really 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 good and I think a very great postmortem album to to uh or postmortem postmortem album for MCA, not necessarily the BC Boys cuz Ad Rock and um Mike D are still alive. But um hmm. But you know they're not going to release anything new now that MCA has passed away. So Mm -hmm. this was a really, really just great, another great thing to hear from the BC Boys because, uh, you know, as as many people know, they started out as a punk band and uh, Mm. and went into hip hop as hip hop got more popular and uh, uh, and were pioneers kind of of that. and uh, so it's, it's really just fascinating and interesting to listen to. And, it, and like, as far as punk albums go, um, it's up there for me. Like, it, wow. it really is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they, the... they really had punk down. Um, and I think that's probably, like, that influence uh, went into their hip hop. And that's probably one of, that's one of the reasons that it's so good, in my opinion. Mm. No, I totally agree. There's, there's so few art. There's a lot of artists who tried to do the fusion between punk rock and hip-hop and very few of them succeed yeah you mostly get <laughs> limp biscuit yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> um but but beastie boys beastie boys fucking rule beastie boys rule and they and they were they were they were in new york you know mm-hmm. um and and in the in the new york punk scene in the 80s which is when it was at its height and then they mm-hmm. and then they were also around when when hip-hop was being born and uh they were very close with like 
with figures like Biz Marquee mm. and Run DMC and things like that. And uh, and and so they recorded with those artists and and kind of bounced ideas off of them. And they and they're one of the greats. They're one of the first. Uh, Pulse Boutique had so many um, samples on it that they had to make new copyright laws. Oh wow! Yeah, but after that came out because they weren't paying certain people. If they couldn't get a hold of somebody to get royalties for a sample, they would just use it. And so the, <laughs> once that album came out, the they had to make new laws that you new copyright laws. Um, and that's just how influential BC Boys are. And so, like I said, for them to kind of go back uh, to to release this album this year and to go back to their punk roots is so fascinating because because you know everybody everybody knows the bc boys for them for them pioneering certain aspects of hip-hop um yeah it's yeah, uh, that's it's a cool. great album yeah they're, highly they're, recommend yeah, it they're a bit of a blind spot for me i know you like the beastie boys randy but that's mm-hmm. that's that's another one of those bands that i i need to dig into yeah um oh i highly recommend i i, I uh so i that would be an interesting place to start, though, if I just started with that album and then that would, that would be interesting. Yeah, honestly, if you go from that album right into License to Ill, it might be actually really great because License yeah. to Ill has a lot of punk influences. <laughs> they they use um, Ryman and Steelin uh, uses the uh, the guitar riff from I believe Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath mm. um, as like part of the beat, and it and it honestly it goes so hard mm. like you like right it's because it's about pirates and so like by the end uh, of the song you're like i'm a pirate <laughs> hell yeah. and i'm hell gonna yeah. be rhyming and stealing yeah nice. um <laughs> yeah no that's a great album that came out this year that i i really really love um and as far as that that's the only thing like that came out this year i personally uh this year have been getting very into ween Wow! I am wow. yeah. Ween phase. I'm going through my. I've Every, officially started my ween phase. Anyone all, who's anyone, we all got a it. ween phase. We all have one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you gotta. You, you gotta. gotta because like, <laughs> what I mean, what a band. What is there to say about ween that, yeah. that we can say? Yeah. Um, hey, but, you know, if you don't, if you don't fuck with ten golden country greats or whatever the name of that album is, their country album. Yeah. You can stop listening to the podcast. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned. I will co-sign that right now. Yeah. So Thank you, you. You got a favorite uh, project, a Ween album that, that you... Uh... Uh, the Mollusk, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the yeah. Mollusk it's is what I started be. with, and it's that still be. is very close to my heart. Uh, the country album is very is a very close second, and right now I'm listening I'm listening through Chocolate and Cheese. Mm, okay. which, Chocolate and Cheese is so good. Which is such a good album. Yeah. Um, uh, I actually I recently was playing... Um, what Diener was talking about uh, in the house while I was cleaning and uh, my sister comes out and she's like, what is this? So I was like, this is Wayne. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, I've heard you mention that band before, but I didn't think they sounded like this. So I was like, yeah, no, they, they make a bunch of different kind of music. And she's like, I think I like Ween now. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Ween gets to everybody. Yeah. You can't escape. Ween. You always got to hear the one right song for me. For me, it was uh, Bananas and Blow. Oh, uh, Bananas and song. Blow. Yes. Yeah, that, that was the song that I was like, oh. I get it now. <laughs> I get Ween now, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, all of it. I want all of it. Yeah. Um, which I feel like it ha- it happens to everybody at some point. You, you every- get the Ween bug. You get the Ween bug, and I, and I'm fully yeah. I am I'm fully infected with the Ween bug. I've, yeah. I'm You're Ween pilled. I'm Ween pilled. I'm telling everybody about Ween. I'm listening to a lot of Ween. Uh, and uh, gosh, what a they're just such a diverse 
band like un, like unbelievably diverse like they they've tr- I, I like i can't it really is it's really un- incredible. it really is unbelievable. Like, there's not like, um, a lot of bands like that where they're like they're really funny for one thing but also yes. the music is you can take it seriously because of how good and well crafted it is yeah which i think is so rare well, yeah. like they seem like a novelty band the first time you hear them they seem like a novelty band you're right but then they're 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 way more than that there's it's and you it, don't expect it some yeah no some songs are like un, like unbelievably deep and then and uh the the great thing about the the country album um is that i and i didn't know this um before until i looked it up was uh i guess they got they went to nashville and got like very like prolific and and expensive uh studio musician musicians to mm, and yeah. they basically yeah, gave them yeah. a bunch of demos and they banged that album out in like three or four days mm-hmm. and yeah. uh and you can really like and like going back and like after learning that and listening to the country album like you can hear like the musicianship of like those nashville musicians and it just elevates the album so much and you're like you can tell that these are like you can tell a little bit that like these aren't uh like true like i don't want to say like like real country artists because like what is a real country artist but but like you can tell that it that it's this kinda, isn't there it's pretty winking they're like, they're kind of yeah it's very do. much like a wink and a nod like yeah, a self-aware yeah very of, like wheeler walker jr-esque uh-huh. like but it's like they're doing that and then they're also making music the right way not the you know there's like a not a wrong way well, <laughs> the main, but like they're willing to do everything and make it exactly. with like they're such excellence. Um, they're not making fun of the genre. Even though they're sort of like winking every time they're doing yeah. anything, they're all at the same time. It's, they're doing everything at such a high skill level and like executing it perfectly, which it feels like that combination. It's like no one else has that really. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the ballad of Buster Scruggs of albums. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, are you a big, I felt you didn't like ballad of Buster Scruggs that much. No, I liked it. I liked okay. it. Okay. Uh, kind of divisive, but yeah. anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm just a classic film bro. But uh, yeah, um, I love all the Coens. Um, well, can I say some something that you actually turned me on to, Ren? I don't know if you remember this, but you turned me on to uh, Spiritual Warfare. Oh yes, oh, yes, I remember. I remember getting getting a little a little drunk at uh, Travis and Katie Beth's reception and telling yes. you guys about that album. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Well, and I did listen to it, and I'm glad that you guys. Also, yeah, my partner also yeah. loves it. We and both I, love it, and it's I showed so it. Good. I showed it to a friend of mine, and they also loved it. Yeah. Like. I it's really good yeah. uh did we say the full name just so we make sure we uh, uh let me i have to look real quick spiritual warfare and the greasy shadows is that's right right yes yeah and the album i believe is called ad hoc yeah it's really good it's got like this sort of kind of like beach boys like experimental thing going on mm. i feel like but also like Ooh man, that th- it's been a while since I listened to it, but There's... i was really into it for a while i know i i still listen to it pretty like uh, fairly regularly like i mm-hmm. when i sit down and listen to full albums like it it the, i fell in love with it almost immediately i heard it on another podcast uh called no dogs in space which is a music history podcast so if you're interested in that check that out yeah. Shouts but out. yeah shouts out um but uh yeah no they played a the one of the songs off of that album and i and i immediately fell in love and i looked up looked it up and i saw that they had 
literally the it's I believe it's one person um and he, and they had literally less than a thousand listens on Spotify yeah and I was and I like I couldn't believe it like I I genuinely like I couldn't believe it because it was this was just it was so good it, like you were saying it's very like beachy um it gives like a there's like almost like sur- there's very much like surf influence there's almost uh-huh. like some like doo-wop mm-hmm. influences in yeah. there too yeah. it's such a like a rich album and like it's one of those things that like i heard and i was like i can't believe more people don't know about this yeah it uh, really reminds me of like this i don't know if this is going to track to anybody to, to people in this room or to people listening to this but like there's like a very specific kind of subgenre of indie that I and I can't even remember any artist names now, but like I feel like on YouTube I used to find like in middle school I would find like bands that were specifically like indie bands from New Orleans that had like they would be like busking in the street and have like a very weird and particular sound that reminds me of this band. And I can't find any of those bands anymore because I don't remember what they're called. <laughs> but this this band very much scratches that itch for me. It's like it's so eclectic and strange and uh and very like it's very uh it's just very compelling to me. Like I really like the the collection of sounds throughout history that they're drawing on. Yeah. Um, yeah it's a very good. So thank you for that recommendation. Oh, of course. I hope I can find something just as good out if I if I find anything, I will send it y'all's way. Um yeah no that like i said like that was just uh, i i heard it i like it was one of the i instantly knew it was good um and talking to y'all at the at uh kate beth travis's wedding i was like i was like you know who would love this uh <laughs> clay and randy um and i was like they have to listen to it um it it's just like i said like it's it's so like like randy was saying it's so eclectic um, and just weird, but at the same time, it, 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 it doesn't, it's not weird in a way that's not like, that's like janky and, and non-melodic. It's like, mm. it's got, it's, it's very much like wall of sound. Like you can kind of lose yourself in that. Oh, like, totally. I yeah. very much like whenever I listen to it, I very much just imagine myself floating in like a pool at like a, in like a fifties motel. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got, uh, <laughs> it reminds, it's like West this is Wes Anderson soundtrack stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I, yeah, I hate to say I hate to say it, but <laughs> it totally is. Yeah, like the um, Kinks, Beach Boys, yeah. but like like deep cuts of those like bands from the sixties. Yeah. Um, sipping, sipping on a Campari and soda in a plastic cup. Yeah, yeah that's what that makes me feel. Much, yeah. It makes me feel cool, just like Wes Anderson does. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing. Nothing is cooler than being twenty five years old and loving Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> not even that's as, cool, that's as cool as it gets baby um, <laughs> not even um but anyway speaking of things that that i like that make me cool um uh, we had to talk about the album for this week um because yeah. that's what we do we're talking about a new release mm-hmm. from uh, I, I guess i'll try to release this next week we got a couple in the bed we gotta we gotta we gotta i gotta anyways um <laughs> the new Sufjan Stevens and Angelo de Augustine project Beginner's Mind. Yep. Is that what it's called? Yes. Nailed yeah. it. You got it. Um this... perhaps the first time ever on the show that you've gotten an album name. <laughs> I was it was so close to not getting it. <laughs> and I've listened to this album like seven times already. Um the the new yeah, collaborative project. Uh, th- this is the first thing Sufjan has released. Well, since earlier this year, he did a big 
two and a half hour long ambient thing. Yeah. Um, but the first real Sufjan release since. Uh, yeah, and, and apologies um, up front, not not to um, discount the contributions that Angelo De Augustine made to this album, but I am not as familiar with him, although I did listen to some of his other work. I have and zero familiar. I, I have zero familiar. Sufjan is one of my favorite artists, so obviously I'm looking at this and I, I'm viewing it as a Sufjan project, even though it's a collaborative album and his contributions to it are great. Yeah. Um, and I will say, yeah, I am also like, I am less of a Sufjan kind of like stalwart than you, but like, I also am viewing this through the, the lens of Sufjan's career. Yeah, it's a new not, Sufjan thing. <laughs> um, Angelo Dog. It is a an album that they went off to a cabin for like a week or a weekend or something and recorded mm-hmm. while watching a bunch of movies and each of the song has a movie that's associated with it i don't know if you knew this i didn't um, I, 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 I don't know anything about this each track uh has like a movie that they were watching while they stayed in this cabin and they sort of did this free association songwriting thing where mm. they they uh t- kind of talk about the movie a little bit um and uh i actually think it would be kind of interesting if i went through this track list and just said which of the tracks was based off a movie. You know, that kind of, I will say while you're pulling that up, um, I will say that kind of explains the album cover to me a little yeah. bit because it feels like, it feels like one of those weird album covers. That's like, Oh yeah, this is a collaboration between two artists that don't normally work together where it's like just some weird art where you're like, Oh yeah, they, this was people who were like just feeling the collaboration. Yeah. You know, it seems really loose. You know, my like, guy, that doesn't seem like a regular Sufjan album cover. You know, my guy had to get a little quirky with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Wes Anderson over here. All right. So, um, I'm just going to read through this because I think it's interesting. I don't know. Did either of you listen to this album much? I listened to it today at work. Um, I was very nervous because the only, um, Sufjan Stevens, album i've i've really listened to before this was um the the carrie and lowell okay and that has me like like, like i said before like crying in the shower yeah like, yeah <laughs> that's very much like a crying in the shower album and so i was very nervous it's very to, sad to listen um, to this and uh and i was i was very impressed mm, I, I was okay. I, yeah i was very excited it's one of the few albums where it looks like i've i liked every single i put every single um song on my like liked uh playlist on spotify except for like one excellent um so there's the first the first thing you listen to other than carrie and lowell but you got decently into carrie and lowell i got decently into carrie and lowell like so i wasn't so i'm not unfamiliar with like superman's even sound okay um but i was I was very intrigued by this album and i don't know if it's maybe is is it angelo or or Angelo. Angelo. Okay, no, Angelo de Agustin. Um, I, I, I wonder how much of this is an influence, but this felt much more like a like a soundscape. Um, like it felt like you could walk around in this album, where I yeah. felt like Carrie and Lowell was like a was a little more bare in its instrumentation mm-hmm. and things like that. And yeah. this felt like very like rich, especially in the first half. I felt like in the second half you had a little more um it was a little more Sufjan Stevens, like it was a little more acoustic, a little more mm. bare. Yeah, I will say so Sufjan his trajectory as an artist mm-hmm. um he starts out pretty folksy, mm-hmm. even though he always has yeah. sort of the, these whimsical elements going on where not slide whistles, but like jingling, <laughs> jingling bells, and just uh, maybe slide maybe a slide whistle or two. Just like all these, he, like very whimsical stuff. But all like yeah. his early music, it's a lot of yeah, plucking guitars and maybe some piano ballads. 
And like since like 2010, basically, well, actually early on, he did do an electronic album with Year of the Rabbit. Um, but I think definitely since like 2010, he kind of with Age of Odds was like, uh, or sorry, Age of Ads um, <laughs> was like, um, did, oh, I'm tired of folk music and I'm going to do like so, really go hard on the experimental shit. Mm-hmm. And especially with the past few years is really doing electronic stuff. His album from last year was an, pretty much an electronic album. He did an ambient album this year. But so for this, for me, has been very excited, exciting because it's like his most folksy project since probably like 2005, like probably like a while. I mean, Carrie and Lowell is pretty folksy, but it, like you said, is very stripped back. Mm-hmm. And, and this, it's not, it does have that melancholic element that Carrie and Lowell has, but also it has some of the more trance kind of stuff going on or mm-hmm. more spacey stuff that you can tell he's picked up from working with electronic music for so long. But a lot of, you know, guitar picking and just folksy songwriting going on that reminds me of old Sufjan. So as a big fan of Sufjan and someone who thinks that that stuff is his best work. Yeah. Um, pretty exciting for me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do. I do actually. There's a couple things you said that I want to bounce off of a little bit. But it uh, do you want to read off uh, what you were looking up first? Well, why don't you say that? Because like you, you might have some response to what I read off as well. So. Okay. So, yeah, I do think that, like, so for me, his most recent, those ambient projects were pretty solid. Like, I I didn't have a strong reaction to them, which I think is normal for ambient music. Yeah. Um, by its nature, it's very mellow. Um, and that was, you know, fine. I'm a pretty big ambient fan, and those projects didn't blow me away. They're nothing special. Um, but it's cool that he did it, I guess. Yeah, it's totally, I'm happy that he's, you know, following his whims. That's, um, like, the thing I like about him, that he'll but, do things that just it's like this is what you released i don't know but but his, anyways <laughs> his his electronic work has never been my favorite part of what he does um including those ambient records that he released recently but this record and also i will say his record from last year right that yeah was the on, ascension yeah was on your top 10 right uh-huh of last year my number five album um, of last year i think yeah crazy insane um I, i'm glad you enjoyed it um i did not get super into that record yeah um and i still haven't this record feels like really like breathing new life into sufjan for me um in a way that's like really exciting i love this collaboration and i felt like when you talk about the sort of more kind of pastoral like plucky like um songs on this record like it reminds me of and i don't know if this is the angelo d'augustine influence or not but like particularly like there's like the song return to oz on this record and that really reminds me of like a great like devondra banhart song or something oh sure Um, yeah um like i really like that stuff that like 2000s kind of like psychedelic freak folk kind of thing um i'm into all that and the fact that this record sounds a little bit more like that which Sufjan was always, I think, kind of semi-adjacent to in his folk days, but not really fully in that world. He was kind of doing his own thing. Um, And to hear him delve more into those sounds, to me, is really exciting. Um, And I I actually think that I'm really surprised by how much I like this record, how good I think it is. Yeah, I think it's... I'm I'm glad that uh, you agree, because I've been listening to this over and over again. I think it does breathe new life into Sufjan, yeah. Well, also, also the reason why I love it is because it reminds me of 
a Sufjan that it felt like had been gone for a while. Yeah, um, and I will I will also say, sorry to cut you off, but I will also say, like, um, my favorite Sufjan record, which I know is not your favorite Sufjan record, is... I've, I've listened to all of his records. My fa- my favorite is by far Carrie Carrie Lowell. Lowell. Um, yeah, it's not so. my favorite. One of the big reasons why it's not my favorite is because I think it's too sad to listen to casually. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. I'm the, the sort of person who is like... Is sad? Yeah, yeah. no, and I, I, I will be in the mood fairly often to yeah. be like devastated by an album. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I'll just I'll just put on headphones and listen to Carrie and Lowell sometimes. Yeah, I just I like um, hearing the jingle bells and everything. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you're just looking for an album that sounds like the claymation Rudolph the Reindeer movie <laughs> yeah. or whatever that this, everybody this, listens. Am I crazy? There are songs in this that sound a little Christmassy to me. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> you're you're not crazy. Um, uh, but I love it. Right. I mean, I think and what what a better could you could name a better time of year for this to drop it's starting to feel a little bit like fall right guys um, yeah, for a little nice bit. outside and for, for Florida, <laughs> for Florida? It is. we're in going. Florida we in went Florida from terms. we went from mid nineties to to high eighties. So that's. Uh, I'm uh, like walking outside yeah. in the morning and going, "Ooh, it's that's pretty nice." Oh, it's, it's crisp. It's a crisp. 86. I don't know. <laughs> if I don't immediately burst into a sweat, it's a it's a crisp yeah. It's nice. Fall. It's a little breeze. Yeah. So it's like wow. I, I get that on seventy percent humidity. I feel spry. Wow. I'm, I'm listening yeah. to the new <laughs> Sufjan project with my windows down, the breeze going, and the fall. <laughs> All weather. Ooh, yeah, it's good. Um, but anyways, I just th- I think this is interesting. So I am going to read the, the each song has a film that inspired the songwriting. Okay. So we got track one, Reach Out, inspired by Wings of Desire. Some of these films I don't really know. <laughs> like that one. Um, track two, Lady Macbeth and Chains, inspired by All About Eve. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, track three, Back to Oz, inspired by the 1985 film Return to Oz. Um, track four, The Pillar of Souls, uh, inspired by Hellraiser 3, Hell on really? Earth. Yeah. Um, track five, You Give Death a Bad Name, inspired by Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Um, right, track six, Beginner's Mind, uh, inspired by Point Break. Uh, track seven. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Track seven, Olympus, inspired, which is a great song, Olympus, inspired by Clash of the Titans. Um, okay. Track eight, Murder and Crime, inspired by Mad Max, the original. Track nine, This is the Thing, one of my favorite tracks, inspired by The Thing. Um, That's. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I would <laughs> right. not guess. guess um, this is the Thing. It's inspired by the thing. <laughs> Track ten. It's your own body and mind, inspired by "She's Got to Have It," the Spike Lee film. Um, yeah. Track eleven. Lost in the world, inspired by the Last Wave. Um, track twelve. Fictional California, inspired by "Bring It On Again," the two thousand four cheerleading comedy. Yeah, um, no, I'm familiar. And track thirteen. Sumerian Shade, inspired by. Uh, silence of the lambs really yeah um <laughs> and uh track 14 uh, lacrime inspired by this movie doesn't even have a wikipedia page lacrime rerum all right i don't know um yeah. but yeah there's the movies that, that inspired uh i that's... mean i will say a lot of those make me go <laughs> sure <laughs> sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I I'm actually I was really surprised to hear that the Pillar of Souls 
uh, was released um, uh, based on what was it? Hellraiser. You Hellraiser said? three. Hellraiser three. Yeah. Um, because that was actually one of my favorites off of the album, and um, there uh, there's another uh, Hellraiser album uh, that Coil did. Um, mm. The huh. the nineties. I, th- I think they were popular in the nineties. They're an experimental band. Um, that Coil did called unreleased themes for Hellraiser, and they have something called a box theme, and um for whatever reason like when i was listening to pillar of souls like that came to mind and like i couldn't put my finger on like why and now that i'm hearing that it's based on hellraiser i'm like oh oh it's oh because it's a hellraiser song that's and so that just huh. um that's like a, a neat little thing for me that's so interesting and that and that cements it as probably my favorite song off the album wow yeah that's yeah. a standout i think um it and, is and- really good it is fun it's like what was the song that begin or the movie that beginner's mind was um point break point yeah. break, really really strange because yeah. that that song has like that song really stuck out to me because the lyrics like there's sort of like a we didn't start the fire like listing of horrible events in recent history mm-hmm. do you do you remember this at all um no i'm drawing a blank on this okay well in the title track beginner's mind there's like he talks like he's like listing off like uh like Columbine and 9/11 and like stuff like like he just oh, literally okay. like singing like Columbine 9/11, and 9/11. Columbine. <laughs> like no it's literally like that um, I it's, heard... it's not at that speed but it is <laughs> that like would that be really I funny think I remember hearing like cuz I cuz I I admittedly I'm a I'm a very like lyrics oriented person but mm-hmm. I was not particularly listen to the lyrics on this album yeah. just because i was i was working and it and like i was saying it's very like soundscaped um but i heard like call like i heard columbine jump out in the song i was like wait a second yeah yeah no he does he does just like billy joel style list off a bunch of horrible recent historical <laughs> events in that song wow. which really stuck out to me as like what what the hell point is break. going on here well, that's what and I'm why saying. is this uh, based on point it's, break it's not yeah. like oh point break the song it's more of i think that they they had i could be wrong about this but they had planned on doing this little retreat and making an album together mm-hmm. and also were watching movies together like at night and found the movies yeah. bleeding into the songs to the point where it just felt like okay well each song is going to be have like a movie associated with it right because um, they're yeah they're sort of mood or creative appetite was shaped by the movie they just watched yeah um so so it's pretty loose and i haven't really i mean a lot of these movies i haven't seen so it doesn't really doesn't add much to the album for me other than that it's kind of interesting i guess yeah i've seen about three of them maybe um, four. but yeah it was interesting i was like re- trying to like read any there's no interviews or anything about this yet that i could find but uh articles about it and there's one about how sufjan like has an admittedly bad taste in movies Mm-hmm. And there's an excerpt from some speech he gave at some awards show or something. And he talks at length about bring it on two, <laughs> and like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. That's a great movie. Yeah. makes this good, like, good movie. Uh, <laughs> it's actually, a fun, I kind of want to read it, but it's, it's, it's kind of funny what he says. Uh, but he just makes this like deep point about it. Um, yeah. I mean, he does, he does like Sufjan Stevens strikes me as a guy who, and this could be off base. I don't know him, but he strikes me as a guy who'd like prop, like I wouldn't be surprised if you meet him and know anything about any subject other than music. 
Oh, you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You um, know what I mean? Like, he strikes yeah. me as a guy who's like, you try to talk to him about anything other than music, and he's just, he just like draws a blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that make that makes sense. Um, but yeah. So as far as this album goes, um, I feel like we've been all over the place talking about it as yeah. usual. But um, any uh, big takeaways that you had, Ren, uh, from listening I, to this? Like I like I said before, I I really appreciated the fact that it was it it, it created such like a such like a deep rich sound that it felt like you could almost walk around in that album yeah like the album mm. created its own set and i think like um something that uh, randy mentioned earlier there was a lot of psychedelic influences to that which i mm. i am being unfamiliar with sufan stevens like i've never heard from him before and so i was really excited to see like i could do mushrooms in a video game to this Saw, to this yeah. album like i would and i would i would have a great time oh yeah in my opinion that's true like uh-huh. yeah as someone like who's like i because i do have some experience with like hallucinogens and stuff like i like i feel like if you if you had like you know if you had just the right like dose again in a video game um and we're floating in like a pool and threw this album on oh yeah you would just yeah. you would just have a great a grand old time it really is like incredibly relaxing i've been putting it this is. on at work a lot but all in other situations but you know, I get, I have, you know, stuff going on. I got to get finished at work and this, it doesn't really demand my attention, yeah. uh, even though it is good for a close listen, but it's just like, it's instantly calming because it's got like these loops of like, you know, whether it's like a little twinkling piano or like a, you know, yeah. a guitar plucking pattern. It's just, it's very calming. Sufjan has a, I've always said has a kind of an angelic voice uh i know yeah. you're not big in the falsettos but uh, he's, he's um, you know he's um, he's been doing the whisper singing thing for 15 years it, it, now it works for him and, and, he, and he does and it well since i love sufjan i just have like positive associations with that yeah uh but also uh angelo de augustine um they they complement each other extremely well to for the point sure. where a lot of time i can't even tell one mm-hmm. is singing or the other but it also doesn't matter because the yeah the interplay between their voices it works mm-hmm. so well it's it feels like this these are artists who um just the collaboration makes total sense 100 uh and i and i did go back and listen to uh, the 2019 album tomb by angelo de augustine it's it's a good album yeah less of the the none of the whimsy that's going on where in this album you have some bells and everything and uh, I was gonna say what because I haven't listened to him at all. What kind of music does he normally do? It's pretty much if you could imagine this, but <laughs> take away all the Sufjan. So it's just a guy, maybe even similar to Carrie and Lowell, where it felt very stripped back to me. Okay. Um, yeah. But but I mean I haven't listened to Angelo D'Agostino, but do you? Because like Sufjan always like Sufjan has a very particular production style. I think. Yeah. Um, Especially in the way, so the way his voice sounds for one thing, but also the way his guitar sounds is like, there's a very particular way that Sufjan Stevens uh, plucks the strings and produces those sounds. Yeah. Right? And do, mm-hmm. But do you feel like there was any of that? Because I've never heard, like I was mentioning, the, the kind of freak folk thing in Sufjan's music before. Do you feel like that influence was coming from angelo d'augustine or do you feel like it was just a product of 
I don't know because I have to listen to it. I really, I listened to this like once at work. I was okay. working on, right, you know, working sure. on a grant or something and like not paying super close attention to it. Um, but it, it felt like more of like a big thief type of thing where it's more right. of that uh, indie folk quiet type of thing that's mm-hmm. very popular right now. I, I, re- I think that part of the reason I think of this so much is a Sufjan project besides the obvious region which is i love sufjan um is that yeah he has such a signature style that the once he's in the mix for a project he kind of consumes it uh like his his like his little dirty little mitts are all over this this album uh where it's hard to imagine it without yeah all of that but to answer your question the freak folk i think i think that's probably new for but i think it's something that probably emerged when they came together. I don't know. Okay. Um, That makes sense. Um, Well, I will, I guess, just as uh, it feels like maybe we're wrapping up in discussion of this album. So Yeah, I don't um, know. You know, I think it sounds like we all like it. And I I could ramble on about it forever. I think it's great because it's a Sufjan thing. Yeah, I, I personally will say, I mean, this is sort of how I started out in this discussion, but I will, I guess, reiterate that, um, as somebody who is a Sufjan fan, but somewhat lapsed in the last couple of years, um, this is a project that is exciting to me. And I'm, ex- I'm, you know, I'm more excited about Sufjan Stevens than I have been in a while. So that, that's exciting. I could see this album, you know, really sitting with me for the rest of the year and maybe, you know, maybe making, making its way into, you know, my, my side of the discussion when we get to the end of the year. Yeah, no, I mean, a hundred percent is there for me, but, I'm I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad that you liked it because I, I had no idea whether or not you would like this album. I, yeah. um, I mean, I had no idea either. Like, cause like I said, like I've never kind of followed uh, Supreme Stevens too much other than Carrie and Lowell, and that's and like I said, that's like my sad music. Um, uh-huh. So like I I didn't know what to expect, um, and I was really I was really worried that it would be similar to that, uh, and I would end up crying in the bathroom at work, but. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was really, really impressed by this album, and and um, I and I probably would not have listened to it um, if if you had not suggested to it. So I'm really glad that you did, um, because I'm I might be a I might be a big Sufjan Stevens fan now. Wow. Uh, who knows? Yeah, That's I'm gonna great. check out more yeah. of his stuff. Yeah, you should. Uh, he's got a lot of different stuff out there, um, and definitely, yeah, come here, the Illinois. I would just start there and, and, yeah. um, and I know yeah, the one really there. popular song off of that album was it uh, Chicago or Casimir Casimir Pulaski D, which is a great song, um, but that's the only song. Yeah, song I might another check out that another album. sad yeah. one. Yeah, um, yeah. But I mean that that one has got similar stuff to what's going on here. I think. And, yeah, uh, it's really good. Michigan um, Seven Swans are also great, but yeah, um, I just I figured start. Yeah, start Illinois on, is on the one. Yeah, but. Yeah, I guess that'll wrap up our discussion of a beginner's mind. But, I mean, is there anything else we have to talk about? I don't think so. I mean, how are we on time? I feel like we've been... Eh, we're like an hour 15. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to end up cutting some of that out, but... Yeah. No, that feels that feels good to me. That feels like maybe uh, that'll do us for another episode of Good Listeners. All right. Any last-minute recommendations? Uh let me look for my spotify um i honestly i'll give a shout out um 
to a band i've been listening to for a long time but i've been getting back into them um they are an alternative country band they're called the cowmen um very like a very alt country very have they have um some like goth influence in Mm. a lot of their lyrics so it's very fun very um very fun band to listen to if you want to feel like a goth cowboy uh riding your black horse and drinking whiskey and and that mm. kind of stuff and i've been getting back into them a little bit as i've been i've i'm making i'm traversing back into alt country lately absolutely so, mm. highly recommend cowmen i will listen to that um yeah as, absolutely. as will i yeah my my alt country experience sort of begins and ends at the the jeff Tweedy universe um so <laughs> i i should expand my horizons a little bit yeah i'll send you guys some stuff um alt country like you know it spans from and it's like from more more known acts like orville peck um yeah, which yeah. great fantastic artist um but, but to like very small artists that kind of got pushed out of the mainstream after 9-11 when that big country when country very much shifted to this american exceptionalist uh pop right. sound um mm-hmm. that we see today yeah um, that still very much permeates like popular country mm-hmm. um but there are still there are still great country bands out there i highly recommend anybody to go try to look for smaller uh, more recent country bands um, oh yeah a hundred percent yeah uh, are you into dougie pool at all i do okay. yes I would, yeah yes uh that actually uh travis uh talked about is uh, it just is yeah, it just yeah. one guy or is it a band i think it's, it's one, one guy, guy. It's one yeah. guy yeah I, no travis talked about him uh enough that i finally went and looked him up and i i'm a i'm really impressed and i like him a lot yeah yeah, yeah. Rolls. i had i had the privilege of seeing dougie pool open for jerry paper in atlanta oh wow uh years ago and it was just him <laughs> it was him playing his songs with like um he he had an amp it was like him and a guitar and then he had it an amp set up that was playing like you know sort of like casio keyboard like preset beats for him to sing over um wh- i think before his first album came out probably um which was which was kind of incredible i had a terrible stomach ache so i was sitting down <laughs> the whole time uh like a nerd but uh it was a great show love dougie pool mm. <laughs> what a great guy <laughs> okay great. i was um, I, w- I was the dorkiest person at that show but it was it was good randy any last minute recommendations before we wrap up as we wrap up, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've been checking out that Indigo D'Souza record that came out okay. a little while ago, and I think it's good. Uh, and you hate it. I don't hate it. So I, I just it, it did not make an impression of me. I actually like Indigo D'Souza. I, I I'm a big fan of the record that precedes this. Okay. Uh, I guess I should check that. Out. I was a little underwhelmed by this one but okay. uh, there were some songs that did stick out to me i'm gonna give it another spin because you say you like it yeah um the, so that is in no way meant to detract from your recommendation yeah. uh sorry uh well uh <laughs> <laughs> what about you do you have any yeah i just want to shout out the new uh, mild high club album right right, right. Oh, um okay, going going gone i've only listened to this one time but i i had a really good time it's 30 minutes breezy jazzy as hell um it's kind of uh kind of in a similar vein of like a home shake type of type of artist but a little bit less on the pop more on the like loungy jazz type of music uh feels like music that i would i would hear while I'm playing animal crossing as well oh. uh just like really kind of vibey chill music like that i don't know I, i'm recommending that mm. mile high club it's good Have you listen to that at all i have not 
I will check it out though because that sounds very good. I've heard a couple songs. It's good. Um, I, I I like Mile High Club in general. Yeah. Um, yeah, your hand. You're no, raising no your beef. hand. Because yes. <laughs> I just because I, I like I said I was looking through my Spotify likes and this song this album did come out this year and I do want to recommend it. Um, Ska Dream by Jeff Robinson. Oh, yes, yes. Fantastic yes. album. Ska's making a oh, comeback. Man. Yes. Everybody get ready for the fourth wave. It yeah. has been the summer of ska it is the summer of ska yes ska dream is so it's unbelievably unbelievable yes yeah Yeah, so highly recommend that album that's been that probably between that and aglio aglio eolio those are my two big big albums for this year so far Mm. yeah yeah great great i was uh i was i was house sitting for two and a half weeks and uh taking care of some chickens at a house that uh had a, a nice pool in the backyard oh that's fun uh uh, my parents' house, actually, but my sister's chickens. Yeah, you're being a little, um, a little coy boy about it. <laughs> uh, I don't know whose house it was. Who could it have been? Um, but no, it was it was my parents' house, and it was my sister's chickens. And I was hanging out in the pool all day long in a, a floaty that also looked like a chicken. And I was, I you better that believe, cool. I was blasting Ska Dream that all day long. You also and, sounds and, lovely. And, and drinking beer in the pool. You also never invited me to hang out in the pool. That but, sounds like uh, a Ska Dream. Uh, it, it, you were living me, a Ska Dream. To me it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it feels like it now. Oh, to, <laughs> to be back there. Um, and I was I was grilling it up at night. I was grilling some big old... Uh, yeah some pork tenderloins that sounds fun i wish i had been invited yeah um yeah uh, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) never gonna happen rin you're welcome anytime clay (laughs) you stay away (laughs) (laughs) um but anyways uh that should that should wrap it up uh rin anything you want to plug before we uh leave to our oh sure region of listeners Um, yeah uh follow me on twitter i'm at comrade coleslaw um which is a joke on my last name um and uh uh follow me on spotify at uh or not at but uh, you should be able to find me if you look up ren colson um i i make a bunch of weird dumb very niche playlists like right now i am working on two playlists one is hammock music which is songs Mm. specifically to listen to while you're in a hammock Mm. um and i'm working on um songs about killing a guy which oh, are nice. just songs across any genre that are about killing a guy. Um, so, yeah, uh, follow me on Spotify. Uh, join your local IWW. Mm. Um, yes. If you're local to Orlando or Central Florida, join Central Florida IWW. We have many projects we are working on, and we would love help. Um, if you would like to organize your workplace, reach out to us. Um, and, yeah, unions are unions are great. Join a union if you can. Yeah, hell yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Yeah. We endorse 100%. that. Endorse all of that. Uh, and all a, great follows. And a good follow. Very yeah. funny tweets. Yes, um, thank you. Yeah. M- much much better than my Twitter, which you can also follow, which I barely tweet from. Yeah. It's at Crow Posting. Yeah, and you um, can follow me, my personal Twitter, at Randallorian underscore. You can follow the show at GoodListenerPod. You can email us at uh, GoodListenerPod at gmail.com. You can. You can. No. I will be emailing many thoughts. <laughs> I'll, I'll read it. Yeah. No, we're open to constructive criticism. Uh, if you have some thoughts about how we conducted the show tonight. Um, I, I, I do not endorse all of this. So there's no way we're... It would, 
take any constructive criticism and do anything with it. And you know uh, what? You know what? I'm just going to say it. If you email us, we will read your email on the show. <laughs> I mean, that, oh, that, that would be that, fun. You can respond to it. That yeah. I do endorse. Um, and yeah, this was fun. Um, I think I speak for both of us when I yeah. say I hope what you, you come back uh, yeah, on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, oh, it was my, it was my really pleasure. Yeah. I hope this leads to uh, great things. Um, <laughs> this is gonna launch my career. This? I can feel it. I, that's not even what As I meant. I just guest. meant that I'd like to get more people on the show. Absolutely, uh, have repeat guests, and um, well, we've already had one repeat guest. But uh, yeah, just saying. Uh, I yeah, am calling. This was dibs. fun. Yeah, I'm calling dibs on any big country albums that might come out. I would like to be on. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I'm we actually dibs. we kind of dropped the ball. I, actually, I meant to ask you um, about the Su- uh, not Sufjan the Sturgill Simpson album that came out. Did you? I have not listened to it. No, I've been meaning to, and it's on it's on my short list of albums. You really should check it out. I will. Uh, We love it. We really love it. All right. Um, And I knew you guys talked about that last time, so I figured like either way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I guess that's all. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Thank you again for being on the show. Um, Thank you guys uh, so much. Yeah. Hit us up with any music thoughts you have, um, anytime, and um, that'll do us for another episode of Good Listeners. Bye. Bye.